Hello and welcome back to How Good Is That? Season 2 to the Black, Episode 11, Trash. My name is Dan. J-Rod. Oh, Ska-Squatch. <laughs> the Ska-Squatch. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I just don't know what the hell she attempted to say there, but it definitely didn't come out as Sasquatch. I still want to believe it's the Ska-Squatch. In the future. Oh, that's they've forgotten what the Sasquatch is because they left uh, Earth where they are native. Well, it's a Squatch. Son of a bitch, you're right. Yeah, it could actually be a Squatch because that's how 500 years of history changed the name. I'm the Scat Squatch. Ski dub up Squatch. I'm a Scat Squatch. There you go. Oh my god. Now we're talking about Sasquatch Scat on the podcast. <laughs> now we're talking about Scat. That's how you track him. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know what they're eating. That Sasquatch scat. Wow. That is very little. Honestly, that line has very little to do with this episode. Trash? Yeah, trash. My favorite episode. Trash. Maybe it has a lot to do with this episode. Are you saying inside jokes on the podcast? Yeah, sorry, I, I know we have a we have a thing against that, but if Tim's listening, that one's for you, Tim. Uh, so we open on a naked Malcolm Reynolds sitting on a rock sure do and just staring off into space and just yep that went well which true might be my favorite opening of any episode of the series wow it's just so like absurd because just like what the fuck is going on here hmm. and then we get an immediate explanation of at least sort of how we got there on once again an obvious soundstage because it's dark around it and there's just like some loose dirt on the ground. Yeah, this one this one suffers in a few spots for some for some from some pretty rough production design. Some like obvious this was on us. It's like in the first episode where they're uh, in the cargo bay dealing with Nishka's goons. Yeah, it's very similar to that where it's just like is we are obviously on a soundstage right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mal is meeting up with Monty who is also a veteran of the losing side, not sure if it was the wrong side, uh, who has turned into a smuggler, much like Mal. And, and the Scat Squatch. And also the Scat Squatch. Uh, and he proudly and happily tells Mal that he's been uh, married to Bridget. After after shaving off his beard. Yes, or his uh, soup catcher. His soup catcher. You shaved your soup catcher. His ugly chin wig. <laughs> It's so good. The yep. fact that he calls it a soup catcher is so good. Paul, as the the most bearded of all of us, though Jared, you could almost give him a run for your, run for his money these days. It, do beards really catch that much liquid food? Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> That's staggering. It's it's it can be bad. That's yeah. It's. I remember for the brief period of time over the course of the, of the uh, little uh, little over a year ago or a little over a year, when I had a poor beard and mustache attempt, I get nosebleeds a lot. And the nosebleeds into the mustache was definitely ugly. So I could see that being a problem, especially if you have like a thick chin wig, like uh, Monty, or they allude to Monty having, and like you two have. So, uh, but anyway, so then we get introduced to the wife, Bridget, and... Dun dun dun! It's not Bridget at all. It's Mal's wife. 
kind of. What? Sa- saffron. And then guns are drawn. Yep. <laughs> In a wonderfully shot standoff. Like that, the shot of the two of them leveling guns at each other is actually a really well-composed shot. I like, I like that. I just do not like the, uh, the, the Monty line of, oh, so I guess you guys know each other. Yeah, yeah. It takes, like, I think there's some weight there because we saw how dangerous she was in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that's a lot of, and I mean, of course I have some umbrage in the, and <gasps> gasp, Max has umbrage with an episode. Dolores Jane? Um, <laughs> um, we'll get into that, but one of the things I think this episode suffers from overall is a lack of stakes like there's no like you don't at any point feel like there's danger or there's something bad that's going to happen and that feels really weird coming off the heels of ariel and yeah. more stories geez yeah like there's a ton of weight in well, those, i have to wonder episodes. if that wasn't done intentionally this one is very i know but it's just you know it strikes me as like cut that line out that's a nice cut right there to me is oh shit like, you kind of laugh. You're like, oh, my God, it's her. And then, oh, boy, things have gotten real. But Monty immediately taking the piss, kind of. Yeah. Kinda, it's it's a slightly sour note. Not bad, just a slight sour note there. It's true. And what, see, where I take a bit of Dolores Jane Umbridge is. Jane's a girl's name. <laughs> yes. Jane Absolutely. ain't no girl. Um, Is when. Monty just leaves. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's over, and she's, you know, she's with you now. I shaved off my beard for you, <laughs> you devil woman. devil woman. <laughs> wow. How did Harry and the Potters never do a song about Dolores Umbridge? Huh. Also, um, another part that I have to take Umbridge with, slight Umbridge with, is um, uh, Christina, what's her name? Hendrix. Hendrix. Hendrix, thank you. Best titties uh, on television. Yeah, uh, well, some of the biggest for sure. Um, you got bigger titties in there. That's right. Um, her like her Japanese or her Mandarin is uh-huh. woof. It's pretty weak. It's as bad as me trying to remember her goddamn last name. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah, it's it's like her just yelling, kind of poorly yelling it. Like, ugh, that's a little cringy. It's that's a little cringy for me. It. Fe- <sighs> She has become a much better actress as time goes on. Yeah. Um, because, like, I I remember the episode of Undressed that she was on, or several episodes, because she did several episodes in the first season of that show, and she was atrocious, like everyone on that show. Because it wasn't about being a good actor or actress, it was about sexy teenagers. Yeah, I was going to say, the show's called Undressed, damn, we know why you watched it. I was age appropriate. It's not like I watched it yesterday where it would be really fucking weird. I was watching a bunch of like teenagers hook up, but uh, no, I, I, first off, yes, several years ago, I did find a website that streamed every episode of it, but I don't remember that URL and I can't find it again. Second off, I only watched that show when it was age appropriate, but I digress. Then cut to Firefly and then cut to several years later in Mad Men. And she has become a much better actress oh for sure i mean she was really good in drive she had like not a huge part but the part she played was great mm-hmm. um she was even like decent for what she was given in the uh the sequel to the strangers pray at night yep she's great in uh again what little she has in uh the neon demon as well yeah good call <clears throat> i love that movie 
as a as a Dan movie. <laughs> like, I know why. I mean, that's that's a Dan movie. It's also a uh, 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 Nicholas Winding Refn movie. That is a Nicholas Winding Refn movie for sure. Yeah, like it is. It is some of the guiltiest of being a him movie. Mm-hmm. It's good though. It is. It is not a bad movie by any stretch. Nah, it's real good. It's real good. Uh, so anyway, now um, Serenity arrives. They pick up Mal and the cargo and. Surprise! Saffron's in one of the crates. Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. But yes, yeah. Well, you, yeah. Nara and Mal get into a a disagreement, and she kind of, you know, calls him on being any good at anything, <laughs> which is a wonderful inter. I love the way they write pretty much every interchange they have. It's some of the strongest some of the best understanding of how characters should interact and those two performers absolutely crush it. Yes, they do a, uh, a very, very good job. And it's a lot of, a lot of fun. It really like, you can tell that they were really like chewing the scenery when they were doing it too. It's, I mean, like their posture's great. They're, they're the way they, Mal can't look her in the eye and she gives him the death glare. Mm hmm. Like it's just it's really well nuanced, especially for again television of this eight as this era. Yes, well, and I also think like the the plot of this episode, while being very simple, is a good heist movie for television of this era. It, you good dip it up. It's certainly a heist movie of television of this era. Yeah, so, I mean, and we'll we'll I'll I'll say my piece. I'll start saying my piece. Uh, this is one of the gripes I have with this episode is this feels like a very cookie cutter version of Ariel and the train job mushed together. Yeah. That's one of the big pieces of umbrage I have with this episode is it's just kind of, it's not really sure what it's trying to be. And mm -hmm. one of the things like, all right, we get it. They steal stuff. Like we, they're not always on the right side of the law. Like, all right. I mean, I just feel like this is kind of a, a I like, oh, this is a season two episode feels great to me. This is an episode. I mean, how long ago was our Mrs. Reynolds? Four episodes, three episodes ago, four episodes ago, five. Feels like uh, it feels like a pretty weak follow up. This close. Yeah, I was right. Five, five episodes ago. Yeah, it feels like a pretty weak follow up. This close to to that. I mean, I don't mind having one of these ATM heist episodes every season if it were to get season. But the fact we've now had three in pretty, you know, pretty pretty small of a run for the show at this point it's like so they're just like kind of like space a team is that what they do space team yeah it's a little a little bit of a letdown plot wise for me okay so uh to get into it saffron lays out that she's got a plan that she wants to steal an antique laser pistol called the lassiter from uh, a guy who collects artifacts from earth that was she tells them that she has a detailed knowledge of his security arrangements, but that she can't get the weapon out once she were to get it in. But she thinks that the crew could. They are, I believe rightfully so, deeply upset that he's brought her on board, but hey, money's money and we need money. They are the A-team. They, they are a team. They have a special do, 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 do. set of skills. But yeah, no, I have to. I do have to give a shout out again to Alan Tudyk in the scene. Yep. 
who gives one of my favorite line reads in this series, bar fucking none. It's so good. It's the way he looks. Like, he's like, oh, it's every part of it. It's just, again, chef's, he keeps getting chef kisses from me. And he, he's earning them left and right in this show. His, his, when he washes out, like, goes full wash, it's, oh, it's a thing of beauty. It's uh, very, very good. <laughs> when he when he's like what is she doing out. on the ship <laughs> oh man and then like everybody kind of has that moment and like they're trying to talk over him and he's just still plowing forward i don't recall pulling over yeah. we're in space like it's so it's so good the like, we're in space line gets me every single time because he just like we're looks off he looks off in the distance like it's uh, oh man he kills it like he just is desperately looking for affirmation of is anybody else confused here yeah oh it's so good and he's like i'm going through with this rant and no one is going to stop me it's like the it's, what is it oh, in, in zoolander when will ferrell is everyone here taking crazy pills yeah yep that's oh it's it's excellent i love that it's one of my favorite parts in this episode. What I what I really like about her too is she punctuates that was like, oh please, nobody died. Or, nobody, nobody died, died last time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and then she's like, we're in space. Like it's it's <laughs> he's like like he's so beyond like I can't understand how everyone is this stupid right now. <laughs> oh it's just yeah, it's a fantastic little moment from him. I love it. Uh that whole little that whole little exchange the the setup if you will mm-hmm. is just brilliant a lot better than uh a lot better than simon's you have a client me yeah <laughs> it's it's me i meant me yeah i, I should be more clear about that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's a good it's a good little setup piece i like it what is she doing on this ship yeah <laughs> <sighs> it's so and just everybody trying like Mal trying to deflect her saying no one died. Like yeah. he's not that big of a deal. Mal trying to deflect a bit and he's we're in space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall pulling over. Oh my god. It's so good. It's so good. And you can tell a couple of the uh, the people on set were just like I, they're trying their best not to laugh. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it's a good yeah, it's I'm looking at you, Adam break. Baldwin. Yeah, it's Jesus a good don't Christ. break moment. <laughs> Adam Baldwin, you can tell, is trying so hard to keep it together. That's because it's just when you let Alan Tudyk loose, like you're going to have trouble on set not breaking. It's just so good, and I mean, like it's. I mean, we talked about how great Wash is a lot, but just in that moment, the Wash hair even works. His hair's like up, and you know, in that kind of messy, spiky bit, and it's just he looks nuts, and it's just it works so well for the character in that moment. It really does. It really does. And then we get. What I think is actually a really interesting, but I feel out of place with the tone of the rest of the episode sequence with Jane and Simon and River. Yeah, this feels like uh, we have to do this moment because we have to explain where Simon and River are. Yeah, it's been it's been too long since Ariel. So yep, and we need to set up what's going to happen with their little B story. Yeah, and so uh, we get River doing the River thing, and I don't trust her. And you know, Jane tried to betray us, right? And no good can come of her. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this the B B storylines or C storylines or however many, you know, depending on if we're talking features or television, mm-hmm. are often at their worst when you know what it's for. Like this is glaringly obvious this is gonna be the B plot. Mm-hmm. And that one feels 
really, really obvious. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh boy, we're setting this whole thing up, huh? Like, all right. Yeah. Very heavy-handed. I know they're trying to do a lot. It's 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 kind of unfair to judge the scene because that scene is doing so much heavy lifting, but can we write it a little bit to spread that work that load out? We don't need just this one load bearing scene to hold it all together. You're like, come on. Come on, everybody. Let's let's spread the load a little bit across a few. Just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. Because I mean the Alan Tudyk moment is a great piece to let everyone know. If you haven't seen a previous episode, they've encountered this character before. Yes. Like you're selling and they don't really need to sell that point a ton because we did that in the opening scene. But if you walked in a little late and you just caught the theme song, you're not going to know. So that does a nice job of reiterating what we already know because they have to because it's TV, but it still feels so fresh and well written Mm -hmm. where, you know, I mean, this bit of exposition is heavy. It's it's doing a lot. looks like Atlas. It's extremely Eh, shrug. It's extremely heavy-handed. I'm sorry. I just made myself laugh with an Ayn Rand joke. Yeah, no, it's real bad. The fact you laughed, like, I mean, it was bad enough, and I knew somebody was going to say it. Because, like, you know, this I'm group. I'm sorry I made myself laugh And then the fact the you laughed, like, you laughed. Like, it wasn't like like a corny, like, <laughs> it wasn't like I do when I have a pun, like yeah. I do the Egon. Ha, ha, ha. You, like, laughed because you thought it was funny. I did. Which is ridiculous be because I can't stand Ayn Rand's uh, politics. But, anyway... Uh, well, we get Wash and Kaylee in the second team up in as many episodes, if I'm not mistaken, of Wash and Kaylee. No, no, that's in no. that's an Ariel that they team up again. They team yeah. up. So it's two out of three episodes. We get a nice Wash and Kaylee team up, which makes sense. Pilot and mechanic teaming up. Yep. Uh, give them the instructions on how they're going to get rid of the pistol and that Kaylee's going to reprogram the trash carrying bit to have it taken to where they know they can pick it up. Cool idea. It is. I mean, it's a good plan for a heist, right? You know, throw it in the trash, and then we will commandeer the trash. That's a thing that happens. In the garbage. Yeah, that's something that happens in a lot of uh, media, right? Stealing a thing, throw it in the garbage. We'll get it later. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And uh, and, th- and then we get to Bellerophon, and they break in or break in. They just get in, and they. It's one of those moments, at least to me, even still after having seen it as many times as I have, where it feels like, this is too easy, what's going to go wrong? Mm-hmm. Cut to... It going wrong. The guy <laughs> they're stealing from... Yolanda! Oh my god, she's been missing for like a decade! You brought her back! Goddess of the Halflings. Yeah. <laughs> That's Yandala! <laughs> and that was only in third and third and a half edition. <laughs> D&D references. Yeah, baby. And you made yourself laugh with that one, you putz. I was, I was laughing at your reaction. Okay. No guarantee, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's she's been gone, and she says, hey, how about a little something for the effort here? I'm glad you went with that, because I was going to go, I should have been gone. <laughs> so I mean, this episode, man, we're real sorry for the viewers who are shutting us off. Viewers, listeners, listeners, whoever you are. Max and I are feeling a little punchy. We did a pretty emotionally charged thing right before this. We fucked. No, uh, you said emotional. You said oh emotionally charged. <laughs> so, uh, Duran, Duran's his name, right? Something Duran, Duran something, Duran Hamer, Hamer, Hamer. Not Gurren Lagan, really, Paul. Dermamu. 
It's not Dormammu. I have not come to bargain. Uh, I've come to bargain. <laughs> Yargle, I've come to bargle. So, he goes out, and he's gonna get I've some... I've come to bargain. He's gonna get some money. I've come to bargain. Yes. And he comes back in... I brought a toboggan. <laughs> Yay. I was hoping that's where you were going, because I heard you kind of say it. <laughs> I brought a toboggan. I think he's gonna go for that. And, uh, we get... Uh, one of my favorite lines from Mal in this scene. Unless it looks like we're stealing your precious Lassiter. Precious Lassiter. Because that's what we're doing. Don't ask me about the gun, though. That's new. There are, there are some moments in this where it feels where Mal is, like, a little too witty. Punchy. He's, it's like he's a little too punchy. But Hamer gets him, because now I am now I found the quote and I'm reading it. He says, I appreciate your honesty. Not, you know, a lot. But yeah, that 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 line kills. That, <laughs> that line that line lands a lot. Yeah, and his delivery of it is, you know, just spot on for somebody who you can tell is so rich they have no sense of humor. Yeah. Like he, he does a really nice delivery there. <laughs> what are you chuckling at now? Are you still laughing at your Atlas Shrug reference? No, I'm just laughing at the interchange between Mal and uh and Durin. Because it's, wow. it's really good. Like, yeah, I appreciate your honesty. Not, you know, a lot. But... Yeah. Yeah, that line really, that really kind of ties the whole thing together. Yeah. Like, one of the things I don't like in terms of the, like, the Mal, a good example of a bad Mal line is when he calls her Yosaf Bridge. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, ugh. Funniest like part it. about that is on the subtitles, it just has, like, you know, they obviously speak Chinese and they don't subtitle that. They just put Chinese for when he says that. Wow. <laughs> They're like, we, we don't know what he said. Whoever was doing the subtitles must be Chinese because they speak Chinese in the show. Huh. So the show, the show actually has a great line about Chinese. Uh, what's it? Um, I didn't mean petty. What did you mean? Uh, swashy. Swashy? That's Chinese for petty. It's very nuanced. <laughs> different meanings. Yep. The good good joke of the Chinese. Also, in that scene, we get a good line that we use a lot, where he just says, "People love." <laughs> yeah, they were dolls. People, people love those. Regation dolls with wobbly heads. People love, love those. those. The way he uses his hands when he delivers that line is great too. <laughs> so he does like this kind of like point, like "get off me" kind of thing. People love those. Like his hand flares out. It's good. It's a good little piece of business. We we have and Paul is correct. We as a, a unit have quoted that line many 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 times in the intervening fifteen years. Mm-hmm. People, we love those. We do love those quotes. We love those. We really a lot of times just talk in quotes. Speaking of quotes, it's pretty sad. Ah, eh, no, it's fine. Or it's fine. That's it's why we fine. record all of our conversations now, so we can say we're quoting ourselves. Yeah, we have conversation. Our own. We have our own quotes. Yep. Uh, so then we get um, we she kicks him and knocks him out, and chuck the She's gun in the garbage chute and run out. Yeah, she does a bit of that. Uh, chuck the gun in the garbage chute and run out. Where now we cut to Wash and Jane going EVA. Yep. And Jane getting electric shocked and possibly almost maybe kind of looking like he died no there's no stakes in this episode he'll definitely live 
<sighs> well, I mean, like, let's be honest. The first time you saw this episode, you know it wasn't a deal. Because mm-hmm. we talked about, we already talked about, I mean, if you know anything about writing, you know that he has to, he, Simon has to be able to get one over on him. Yeah. So, of course, something bad was going to happen to Jane so that he'd have to wind up with Simon. Like, it's just that this is where the episode feels a little heavy handed to me is in these kind of setups. And the, the stakes are just already so low in this episode. We already know, right? This is, this is a laughy episode. This is not an uh oh episode. Yeah, this is a jokes episode. Yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is surprising that it happens. Uh huh. But as soon as it happens, like, oh, right. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of takes the gravity out of it. I think, again, had we pulled that Monty line a little earlier, had we maybe just had one or two less jokes or maybe somebody just ramp up the seriousness, just, I mean, it could have just been like a .25 maybe. I don't know. Out of what? I don't know. But just a .25 out of whatever. Just Just ratchet it back from where it was or ratchet it up from where it was. Yeah, let's go from light to decent on that. (laughs) Light to decent, Melon. So we have, uh, pardon me. Uh, we have so then Zoe helps Kaylee so that they can smash the trash unit being collected correctly, and Book takes the unconscious Jane back into Serenity with a great, uh, him yelling after trying to move him. Yes, I love that. This boy weighs a solid ton. <laughs> I mean, he's a burly dude. Like, that's one of the things that I like that they did there is Jane's a burly dude. Yeah. And so, and Book isn't. So if they just had him, like, TV it and just like, all right, come along and just shoulder him and drag him in, it wouldn't be nearly as impactful. It's kind of a callback to uh, the train job when they were like, we tried to move him, but he's just so heavy. Heavy. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. That's, yeah, that's a callback I can definitely dig. Mm -hmm. So continuity wise jane equals dense yep it's a muscle mass <laughs> muscle mass it's time for bullhorn get up in that ass <laughs> more quotes i'll take care of these grilly grilly eating goons here you go catch chicago win before he disappears that's it you realize that movie was a decade ago holy crap yeah. stop with your words unless they're pertaining great. to firefly <laughs> Black Adam, I. Oh, sorry. Actually, only nine years ago. Oh, uh, thank God. Yeah, we're all saved. <laughs> it's not like it's November or anything. Yep. Well, no, it was October of two thousand nine, so it's just nine years. Okay, just turn nine. <laughs> but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. We are not Dynamite. here to talk about that. No, but we I can mean... later. We will later. <laughs> we're here to talk about Mal and Saffron, who are flying to the rendezvous point, and Mal getting pretty aggressive about Durin being Saffron's true love. Also, um, a lot of TV fighting. Yeah, more of the Firefly does TV fights. Yep. Again. How much did it cost to get a fight coordinator 15 years ago? Let's be honest. But here's another thing, too, is at no point you think they're going to get caught, right? Like, this is so... This feels... Like, this TV fight is also a combination of, you know, it's, we throw one punch-ish, and... One punch! And we also have no stakes here, right? Like, there's no chance in hell they get caught by this group of clods. Fair. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at no point will you ever think that. Yeah, we just had the episode where the 
you know, the feds actually catch up to any of them. Yep. So I don't think you're going to do that again so quickly. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. So that, then we get them arguing and Saffron, like Mal, Mal seems to be getting the upper hand. And then Saffron played him again like a fiddle. Yolanda, better known as Saffron Olive. Oh boy, that's a deep cut right there. That is. You got your magic in my Firefly podcast. That is a deep cut right there, well, it's sir. Cause, it's because on the show they go through so much rigmarole to call her Saffron. Uh-huh. Right? Like, we don't like we say Saffron. Like, what's that spice? It's Saffron. Saffron. You wouldn't say it's Saffron. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that always is intriguing. But then you saying Saffron, that's what it, that's, I got triggered. Yolanda, you probably can't better known as Saffron oh. Olive. Anyway, moving along. Uh, she gets him under gun and tells him to take off his clothes since he got to see her naked, which is a little ridiculously television. Your clothes, give them to me. <laughs> She's not That's... the Terminator, Paul. I thought could that be. That's a good Christina Hendricks impression in my book. <laughs> Paul didn't have the titties for it. I mean, you know, if he just, like, clumps up some of his hair enough, oh. he probably get there. Hit. Tuck your beard in, sir. Oh. <laughs> oh. Paul's beard jobs are second to none. <laughs> you you just said, like, what, ten minutes ago that you and I had sexual relations. This is not great radio. It's, like, it's, and you're upset? What? Because Paul's, like, what are you, some kind of harassed? I'm a terrorist. Paul's a terrorist. It's all right, Paul. Can Everybody we, else likes you. Can we get back on track, please? No. I'm begging you. All right, in that case. Well, you got to apologize to Paul. His, Paul, I'm his, sorry. His feelings are hurt. I'm sorry I hurt your single feeling. Do you think it'll live, Paul? Yeah. He's Maybe. Crazy. Yeah, what the fuck, Dan? That's out of line. It's too bad it won't live. But then again, who does? It's Edward James almost, of course. Do love Edward James almost. Do love Blade Runner. Lots of for for more kitchen sink quotes episode. <laughs> Just filling up the trash full of quotes here. <laughs> it's what uh, Saffron ends up having to. Uh... So anyway, uh, she strands him in the desert and goes to the drop site. And is digging around in some business. <laughs> Only credits. to... <laughs> credits. Robocop! More deep cuts. Deep. Deeper deeper than my MTG Goldfish cuts. Yeah, older at least. Yeah. Uh, less well known. Less well known. Way less well known. So, Inara, Inara shows up and has the weapon and goes Bam. basically neener, neener, neener. Honey, you look... Atrocious. Oh, you look atrocious or something? I, I think it's honey, you look atrocious. Or is it hideous? Honey, honey. No, it's atrocious. Is it? it? It's a good line, and she shows up in that weird ass veil. Mm hmm. That is a weird, weird piece of wardrobe there. Yeah, so, like, did she dive into the dumpster in that? That's what we're led to believe. Like, or, like, did she have a dumpster diving outfit, and then she's like, I have time to change? I would believe might that. Might have just part. been sitting on top. Because it was the last thing dumped into it. True. Possible. True. She had a dumpster stick. 
like, she got one of those little grabby... <laughs> grabby like, claw? Yeah, because she's like, I don't want to have to get in there. The gopher. Flip. The gopher. Sorry, the space gopher. <laughs> space gopher, cof to gopher? <laughs> wow. That worked somehow. I am a bunny. It is, it is, because I just said, I'm a honey, gopher. It is, honey, you look horrific. Terrific. Yeah, and then, what are you doing here? Just my part of the job. Yeah. You know, put on a big axe, storm away in a huff, then I fly off, wait for you to double-cross Mal, beat you to the rendezvous sp uh, spot, and grab the loot before you can get it. What? You didn't see it coming? That's the line. So when she yeah. says you didn't see it coming. That's where Quicksilver got that line. <laughs> what? You didn't see that coming? Uh, so, wonderfully there, um... Inara then closes the lid on the thing to trap Saffron in, which is great. Until momentarily, we discover that she has once again sabotaged Serenity, and Kaylee's got to make repairs. We get uh, now we get the payoff to the B plot, which literally the B plot has been three scenes. Basically, mm -hmm. it's yep. been the scene of Jane having to watch Simon and River, and then River going off about it. It's been Jane waking up, or sorry, Jane getting shocked was a scene from the B-plot. And then Jane waking up in the infirmary and finding out that he's been paralyzed. Yep. A and then we get... I mean, we get like we get good Simon in this moment, which, as we've discussed in previous episodes, is pretty rare. Yep. But, um, you know, he then... Simon echoes a lot of Mal's talk about how the crew are a crew, they're a family, they're whatever else, and that since he's the doctor... He's going to be a doctor. You know, first do no harm, the Hippocratic Oath and such. And, uh, but then River gets probably my favorite line from her of the whole series. I can kill you with my brain. Also, I can kill, I can kill you, with, you brain. with my brain. Slightly think, terrifying. I love the, the Jane here, too, where she's just like, anybody? And yeah. River pops around the corner, and he's like, anybody, anybody else? else? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That's one of the lines that I, like, I always remember about this episode is him. Mm -hmm. anybody else it's it's real good it's real good his kind of doped up performance isn't like spectacular but no, that's a bit obvious and then, her, and then anybody else is pretty nice pretty but it's nice. kind of funny how many times he's gotten to do that mm -hmm. oh yeah I was aiming for his head <laughs> I'm waiting for you guys <laughs> first time I think about the I was aiming for his head I think I was aiming for the hangman yep while we're quoting other other media. Get throw them in our heap. <laughs> Everything but the kitchen sink. Now in much. now including the kitchen sink. That's right. Uh so we finally get everybody's repaired. Serenity goes to pick Mal up. Mal and Anar are having a conversation about how well everything's gone and sort of trading barbs. And uh Mal like a double entendre you did there. <laughs> Mal just saunters onto the ship, dick swinging. Yep, the only one who doesn't seem bothered by it is Kaylee. Yep, she's just well. Kaylee's just that like font of eternal happiness, right? We've talked about that before. We talked about it when Dylan was on. Kaylee yep. is just a true font of eternal happiness. So it wouldn't necessarily. Plus, she's obviously like a you know, she's probably one of the more mature characters on the show when it comes to discussions about sex. Because she yeah. just has them. 
You know, I mean, obviously, yeah. Inara is probably the most mature character when it comes to discussions about sex, but Kaylee is definitely she's better than Jane. You know, for Jane, it's still like titillating and exciting and whatever else. But for Kaylee, it's just like sex is a thing that happens, and I enjoy it. Yep. And so, you know, seeing the captain's dick swinging is seeing the captain's dick swinging. You know, who among us has not seen another man swinging dick? Max, Me. I know you have while watching this show. Yeah. As a matter of fact. I'm sorry, what? Uh, what happened? We were watching this. It was We were watching Firefly uh, at Josh's when Jim yes. came in, dick swinging. Yeah, yeah that's true. The first Name time he came, dropping. The first time he came in, he had a magazine over his junk. A the Playboy. Second, the second time he came in, just full frontal. <laughs> just dick swinging. Man, I had that fully blocked out. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> hey, look, I wouldn't have even thought about it if I hadn't, you know, had to make that joke. But then it just fits because we were watching Firefly at the time. That's true. <laughs> it's true. I did see a ding dong while we were watching that. Yeah. So, really, who among us has not seen another man swinging cock? I mean, you just, you got to. It's That's not true at all. Just sure. the thing that happens. if you're if you're like if you were uh you know and uh, hell I've been, I'd imagine. Uh, men up into their 30s if they stay immature enough like i mean jared i've seen the hair on your ass crack more times than i've seen jim's dick so <laughs> well if you haven't turned it off thanks for sticking with us my name is max and godspeed i'm paul <laughs> goodbye I'm